Welcome to the WTF Show podcast from Bangkok, Thailand, presented by Vimal Kogar. Tune in to get your dose of weekly verbal Red Bull. Welcome, boys and girls, to the WTF Show this week. We have Chakrit Narula. He's like the best-looking guy you can meet in Bangkok. Uh, he looks like a bodybuilder, and he also plays in a rock band. Welcome, Chakrit Narula, to the WTF show. So tell me, Chakrit, a little bit about your past. Which part of my past? Well, a little bit about your college life, and then how you decided to be a rock star and a, a fitness trainer. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a rock star yet. I'm working on it. Okay. Uh, so I studied in Melbourne, and I was uh, studying a writing writing degree. But um, I've always I've always I played bass way before that. So I found my first band when I was 21, and I played with them for four years. And when I finished uni, I needed a reason to stay in Melbourne to keep playing with them. So I started a fitness degree, and that that changed my career career path. Like I moved away from writing, freelance, freelance writing. I still write. I write music now. But um, yeah, so I I did a fitness degree, and now I'm now I'm a personal trainer in Bangkok. Okay, so uh, you're a full time. Uh, explain to me how you break this down. You're a full time uh, personal trainer, and you play in a rock band. How do you break that down? How do I manage my time? That's right. Being organized. Uh, I train seven. Seven to eight clients a day, Monday to Friday, six on Saturday. Uh, before this lockdown, my band was playing one to two shows a week or touring on the weekends. So we play shows out of town a lot. But it's just about being organized, man. Like timing very long days, leaving the house at 6.30 and coming back at 9, 10. Rehearsals. Um, there's seven people in my band, so it's a lot of delegating, a lot of organizing people. That's part of my uh, fitness job as well. You know, I have like 21 clients. Uh, so planning everyone's nutrition, planning everyone's food, their workouts. It's all about system, structure and a system. It's the same for the band. So a system about booking shows, a system about rehearsals, a system about workshopping new songs, about planning, planning the year, planning a tour, planning events. Everything has to be organized. That's the main thing. So how did you go about? You now have a reputation as a as an excellent uh, fitness trainer. How did you go about growing that business step by step, finding clients and then helping them with their diet, helping them with their exercise regime, helping them with their lifestyle? How did you How did you start this? Uh, so I trained my first client five years ago, you know, and I trained two clients my first month. And then I started to get more clients from referrals. Back then, I was still freelance writing. So I write for hotels and like what, honestly, for whatever business, you know, copywriting, you can write for, for anything. Um, I found my first few clients. They got really good results. You know, my reputation grew. And then I joined my friend's gym. That's actually the reason I moved back to Thailand. My best friend was opening a gym. So I just worked there, you know, and uh, I grew my client base a lot from there. So I owe I owe a lot of my career to him. Uh, he's the guy who who got me into training when I was 20 years old in the first place, you know. Sadly for him, the gym didn't work out, you know, but I, I've, I've done really well since the gym closed. 
I started my freelance business. I haven't really advertised much throughout my career, and it's it's worked well for me. Like just referrals, meeting a lot of people, networking. I'm a pretty outgoing guy, so when I'm outside, like I can talk to people easily, and I can get clients like that. You know, not so much on social media and and the internet. So, Jack, tell me a little bit about. So, I mean, if I were 100 kilos and I was maybe one meter 50, and I just I just needed to lose like maybe 25 pounds or something. Yeah. How how do you start uh, with the advice that you give to your clients in terms of helping them to get fit and lose weight? Uh, if you if you're specifically on that 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 client's example, I look at their eating habits. Number one, look at their eating habits. Then like I just do a systematic systematic approach, right? You got to try to see what their eating habits are like. Are they active at all, right? And you want to rule out any conditions they have. Do they have diabetes? Do they have an issue controlling their blood sugar? Is their thyroid underactive or overactive? You want to look, you want to rule those kind of diseases out first to know what you're working with. You know, um, that's like a safety first approach. But the main thing I look at their eating habits and the psychology behind their eating habits, and then it's easy, it, it's quite easy from there. 25 pounds that's 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 not much you know like i myself i lost 45 kilos so that's like you lost 45 kilos yeah that was 100 pounds oh my god back when i was like 18 and i've had clients i've had one client now who's lost about 60 pounds and he is has fallen off like 60 pounds in the last 7 months so that's like 25 kilos and he's gained muscle while doing that and the main thing is his eating habits I could have I could have stopped training him. He would have still lost weight, but his shape wouldn't have looked as good. You know, he would have lost muscle. His appetite would have been really bad. But that's what training is for. But the main thing was his diet. So how do you how do you analyze somebody's diet? If I said for breakfast I had bacon, eggs, and tomatoes, and uh, four toasts, and I had, for lunch I had a spaghetti and a salad and a soup, and for dinner I had a a T-bone steak with mash. Right. H- how do you how do you tell me what h- how does this work? Right. So I'd look at your food. I'd see how active you are, right? And I follow I follow this nutritionist that I studied uh, for a long time, John Berardi. He has he has this business called Precision Nutrition. It's actually a big company across the world. So I follow his method a lot when it comes to teaching clients portion control. Because no one's, realistically and from experience, no one's going to count calories, right? Losing weight is calories in, calories out. But realistically, people won't be bothered to do that, to check every food on the fitness tracker, fitness app. They can do it for a few weeks or even a month until they reach their goal. But long term, they won't do that. People will get bored. So he has a system where you have diagrams of what your plate should look like. So your plate, nine times out of ten, it looks like a portion of protein green vegetables and fruit, and good fats, and then earning your carbohydrates. So he puts a lot of carbohydrates after you train or before you train, because carbohydrates are glycogen. It gets converted to glycogen when you eat it, and that's what your body uses for energy when you exercise. So he's making, it's training your body to be efficient at using nutrients. It's a tough system for, for people to eat, but once you get the hang of it, it's really easy. 
So if I needed to lose what you said, X number of pounds, how long right. does this take? Is that like, is there a system of five pounds a, a month, or how does how does this work? No, I, I generally don't. I don't. I don't promise clients like X amount of kilos a week. Realistically, it depends on how heavy they are when they start, and how much they're willing to train. Because exercise creates an energy deficit too. Energy deficit is everything, right? Calories in, calories out. That's it. Like a lot of fitness advice is very complicated and usually trying to sell you stuff. But the energy deficit is the main thing. You need to create an energy deficit. The other stuff is, let's say, the bottom of the iceberg, right? How you time your carbs, your macronutrients. That's the next most important thing. But if you're eating less calories than you're burning, you'll be losing weight. And adjusting that energy deficit depends on on you, how, how fast you want to lose weight. No. So if I were to book a slot with you, say once a week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, first of all, do you do you work only in Bangkok, Thailand, or uh, uh, do you go out to Phuket and Batia? Do you do online classes? Tell me a little bit about your profile. Um, mostly, I train all my clients one on one on Bangkok. I train right now because of the lockdown. I train a few people online. I'm not the biggest fan of that. You know, I like I like being in the room with people and. I like moving around when I train. It's just not for me. Online training, you know. I don't really care about being lo- location independent. That's the only benefit I can see from it. Um, but I'm I'm pretty happy training people one on one. So if you were to book a slot with me, then yeah, I train mostly around Bangkok. Phuket, Pattaya would have to be online. Okay, excellent. Tell me a little bit about your musical influences. So you've been in this rock band. Your bra- rock band is called Dirty Tricks. Dirty Magic. Dirty Magic. I'm yeah. sorry. Your rock band is called Dirty Magic, and uh, obviously you are an excellent bassist. Tell me first, let's go backwards and tell me about your musical influences. Oh, there's a lot of musical influences, man. You mean specifically for this band or in general? As Just a, in general. So when you grew up, did you listen to ABBA and Bonnie M? Did the, where where did you come from? I loved I loved disco when I was a kid. Okay. My dad loved disco, and like I mean, not just his music, but when the time I was growing up would be early nineties. So right. people still listen to a lot of eighties and disco music. So I always like music you can dance to. So a lot of funk, uh, like the Bee Gees. That right. that was my early childhood and my teenage years. I liked a lot of hip hop hip-hop and rap but then I first time I listened to Led Zeppelin that changed my life that was a band that was like mind-blowing and then I discovered loads of bands you know I liked psychedelic rock I liked stoner rock I liked blues rock you know loads I just kept discovering bands and um, I always wanted to play the bass so I loved the Chili Peppers you know, Flea is just an unbelievable bassist. So I spent loads, loads of years listening to just Flea and learning his bass parts. And then Jamiroquai is a big band because their bassist is unbelievable. Sheik, Sheik is a big influence for me because their bassist is unreal. Sublime is the band that influenced my current band the most. You know, we started out, the three of us, just playing Sublime covers. Now we're like a seven-piece um, band with... 90% original music. So that's where we started two years ago, and it's, it's grown a lot since then. So how many instruments do you play? Are you are you versatile? Do you sing? What do you what role do you play in the band? Uh, well, I wrote most of the early songs, right? So the, we released an EP 
a few months ago. So we had four songs then. So me and the singer started the band, and we we wrote most of the songs together. So most of the lyrics are mine, and we would just go back and forth writing the lyrics and melody. So there's been like six, seven songs of this band that I wrote. You know, I came up with the chords, the vocal melodies, and the lyrics. But you know, I don't sing. No one wants to hear me sing. He's got a great voice, so I sing to him. He sings. He makes it his own, and it's a good good system like that. You know. Um, and where can I find you guys uh, live? Did you play in clubs? What what happens there? Man, right now nowhere, you know, because of the lockdown. But you know, we had residency at Flamenco, you know, okay. Flamenco and M Quartier. We were supposed to play Escape at New Year's. I had a show planned for this year. You know, we play a lot of music festivals. Uh, we went. We've been up to Isan. We've been to Rayong loads of times. Paria, Kochang. Uh, we're planning to play all over Thailand, pretty much. But in Bangkok, we have Speaker Box that we play a lot. Um, Escape, M Quartier, Maggie Chu's, you know, loads, loads of clubs anywhere in Bangkok where we can put a good, good party on. Excellent! Know? I'm so happy to have a rocker on the show. Yeah, I've been so. dying to, to 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 talk music to somebody. Okay. Um, tell me a little bit about what you think young people who want to go for so so you have two dimensions to yourself you have your fitness dimension right and your music dimension so let's right. start with the fitness right right so somebody's graduate graduating out of school he has a degree in physical education okay he comes back and he can't get a job right he's been out there for six months looking for a job he gets a job as a maybe a pe teacher or somewhere in the school he's not too happy with that what advice do you have for people who can't seem to find a space in the in the business of fitness and physical education? Oh man, that's a that's the easy one. I mentored a lot of young personal trainers. Just send me a message. You know, if they're listening, you can send me a message. I'll be happy to help out. I know loads of people in the industry. It's an industry where it's easy to get a start. It's but you have to be willing to build yourself. You know, it's an industry where if you don't love it, you won't last. If you don't want to be in the gym most of the time, you won't last. There's no way. And you got to learn how to talk to people. It's a lot of a lot of my jobs like that. Like it's four. I've, 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 I've trained six clients already today. And, you know, sometimes it can be exhausting talking to people a lot and just being active and being energy. So you need a lot of energy for this job. If you can't find a job, Hit me up, you know, I'll help you, show you how to build a fitness business. Um, it's actually quite quite a good industry to be in, in Bangkok, right? Because uh, it's still growing. It's way behind Melbourne and New York and London. And big places is probably five to six years behind easily. So it's still it's still growing industry here. I want to be clear to our audience out 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 there that Chackman is a workaholic. He works back to back, morning to afternoon to evening, seven days a week. I've seen Chack leaving condos and fitness rooms late at night. This man is a one man war machine. He really works hard. It's some somebody that a lot of people can learn from, and. Uh, um, 
somebody I think that uh, WTF is happy to have today. Thanks, bro. Um, tell me a little bit about the musical side of it. So if somebody were looking to start a band in Bangkok and they have the talent, they have, uh, they've put in those hours as they grew up starting age, say, 10. Yeah. And they play two or three instruments and they sing a little bit. I, I've seen a lot of young people with talent in the last couple of years. Right. And I see some at home, I must say. Right. But uh, to get to the next level and to be playing in public arenas uh, and, and trying to make some money out of it. Yeah. That's a difficult job, Jack. Yeah, it is. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't do it full. I decided when I was 22 that I wouldn't do it full time. Because one, I never, man, everyone wants to be a rock star, be top of the world, right? That's still my dream now, but I, I wouldn't do it. I w- haven't let music become about the money for me because and, and it's worked really well for me because one, it's allowed me to play in bands that I wanted to play in and play my own music, which is much more important to me than money. Like, you know, money from shows, shit, if you're a musician, you're gonna put that back into rehearsal, you're gonna put that back into recording. It's, it's a slog if you think about it for the money. So if I had advice for a young musician is to do it for the love and find a day job that you don't hate, you know, like, and and you have a better chance of success because you know if i wanted to do the money for the money i would have joined a wedding band in australia <laughs> cuz i had offers i could have done that but right. there's no fun in that for me it doesn't doesn't excite you when you're on stage at all so now i'm excited when i'm on stage you know i couldn't care less what i get paid it's a nice feeling you know when your band makes more money and you get paid well for shows but you know do it for the love of it, because then it will never get old, you know, and do it for your love for music and wanting to put your music out there, because it's a, it's, a, it's a hard road if you want to be a full-time musician. It's not easy, but, you know, if you love it enough, get a day job and you'll, you'll play your own music, you know, you play the music you, the way you want. Tell me about your future. What do you plan? Do you plan to grow both the businesses or uh, are you going in one direction? Mm, I plan to grow three, man. I, I got a smoothie business as well. So I'm, wow. I'm, it's a smoothie startup called Mother's Milk. Um, we're selling like, we're going to be Bangkok's first protein, protein-based smoothie business. Okay. So like loads of healthy smoothies, very calculated nutrition. Is that, that like a ghost kitchen? Are you going to have an outlet or are you going to deliver? or Both. Uh, first first location is in Summer Hill. We'll be opening March 1st. Okay. So I've been working working a lot on that, like, you know, every day and setting that up. Uh, we launch March 1st. We'll be on Grab Food, Food Panda. Yeah, so it's, it's an interesting interesting concept. And uh, I've got really great partners who, who help with that. Tell me a little bit about the menu. Do you have keto? What do you have? Yeah, we have a keto smoothie. We have a, we have loads. We have seven flavors so far. They're all like very, very tasty, but they taste amazing. I, my chef's a genius. Her name's Anisha. Okay. Right. So, the the recipes are made very, very broadly. They, they they can fit fit everyone's nutritional needs. You know, especially after workout. Right, you want to give me an example? Um, okay, so there's my favorite one's the crunchy monkey. Okay. 
Okay. Chocolate, peanut butter, banana, it can't go wrong, right? Just the right portions to taste amazing, but also have good nutrition. Because a typical smoothie has really wonky kind of nutrition, because it's just going to be all fruit, no protein, no good fats, which is just like drinking a Coke with fiber, right? So that's just going to mess with your blood sugar. More balanced nutrition is having protein, having good fats. So you can have all the good taste, but still still have a good effect for your body. So you can have one a day and it doesn't affect your calories too much? And No, they're keeps... all pretty low calories. They're all like okay. three, 350. They're, they're honestly made very good for um, having after your workout or as a meal for, for people who are busy. That, that's where I got inspired to do it, you know, because I'm a busy dude. I don't, I don't like sitting down to eat. It's annoying for me most of the time because I got like 15 minutes in between clients. So I drink a smoothie, boom. You know, when I was in Australia, there's a great smoothie company called Boost. So I want to be the Boost juice of Asia, honestly, but be more protein-based. And I, I love this, these smoothies, but they were stupidly overpriced. So I want to sell at a lower price point, make it more accessible, and have better ingredients than they did. So... That's my inspiration for that. Tell me, since you mentioned inspiration, tell me, name me one person who sort of affected the way you grew up and uh, what you do today. One person. Oh, it's a tough one. Someone who's pushed pushed me a lot to get to where I am. Uh, would be would be my best friend in Melbourne. You know, okay. he was a bit older than me. He he knew me when I I just started playing the bass. I'd only been playing six months, but you know, he he saw how devoted I was. You know, he saw how much I practiced, and he introduced me to the guy who I played with in my first band when I was twenty. And yeah, the dude changed my life. You know, he gave me a lot of belief. He gave me a lot of uh, encouragement. I didn't need too much of that, but you know, just having someone that believes in you and pushes, pushes you, you know. And now, like ten years later, he he sees where I'm at, and you know, he's very proud. And I always remember him for 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 pushing me to get to that point. Obviously, I have my other friend who who started the gym, and I owe a lot of my life to him, my success in life or whatever so far. So, I'll say those two guys been the biggest inspiration for me. So at the, uh, we're coming to the end of the show, Chuck. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thanks, man. I will quickly tell you how this works. Uh, first is you get to nominate and to vote for Youth of the Year 2021 in our WTF Youth Awards. Yeah. And you also get a chance to, uh, to introduce us to a guest the next month. Okay, right. so whenever you have time, if you send that message to me, I will be ha- happy to take a suggestion from you. Okay. Okay. End of the show. So we're going to come to what you think you want to tell the audience out there about, the, the again, the people out there who sort of can't find their way. Yeah. And uh, let's, let's focus for one minute on that music side because uh, I love rock and roll. I'm a I'm a big fan of the old uh, 70s and 80s music and uh, uh, the the impression that people have on on rockers is a little bit negative. You, you right. people people don't give them enough respect and and I I, I believe I, I've I've gone through 
a, a lot of young talents in my life, and I believe that the 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 gods will reward them with a nicer space in heaven. But um, but um, tell me a little bit about how you believe that music has inspired you and helped you through the bad times, and give a little advice to our audience. Well, oh, man, music is everything to me. It's it's my safe place, you know. If you mean for a young musician, young musician is honestly don't don't care about what anyone else says, and enjoy the ride, and enjoy the women, especially they'll they'll love you more than most, you know. So <laughs> that's 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 usually the best part. But uh, just just don't give a shit and follow follow your dreams, follow your sound. Like don't compromise unless you feel. You need to be compromised and take guidance from people you respect, you know, musically learn because it's a never ending journey. You know, you'll, you'll always grow. And the thing, especially if you play an instrument, you you know by now, like it's a journey for life. You know, think about it like you got a you got a partner for life. That's how I see it. You know, my base, I've, I'm more loyal to my base than I have in any relationship I've had. You know, it's been eight years and. Every every year, just I get closer to my bass. So, enjoy enjoy the pleasures of playing an instrument and making music because there's nothing quite like it in life. You know, there's nothing quite like that, and there's nothing quite like being in front of a lot of people and playing your music, and them having a good time. That's worth a lot more than than money, than women, than drugs. That's that's the best part of it. So don't lose sight of that. Thank you. I'd like to say that I have the best job in the world because I get to meet Chak Attack on my show. Chak, man. Thanks. Welcome and goodbye from the WTF show. Uh, I'd like to thank Rajan Kanija, our sound man, without which I will have no voice. Okay, Okay, take it easy and goodbye from the WTF show. That's it from the WTF show. Vimal and the team from WTF Show would like to thank all our sponsors. Tune in next week for another great gig with people making a difference to your future. For advertising spots, go to the WTF Show IG page and get more info or contact Vimal at 6681-616-5987.